0: The One Micronesia Podcast is brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better together. Half a day, Mogithin and Lanim. Welcome to the One Micronesia Podcast. Another week, another episode. And in this one, man, I'm excited. I, I am I, I I honestly, I'm really uh, it's a it's it's an honor to sit and talk with this guy, a young man out in Washington who's doing so much for the Pacific Islander community. And if you haven't seen the the video that I shared of him and his his speech on Instagram, well, you got to go watch it again because it was just inspiring to see young people, young Micronesians, young Pacific Islanders uh, stand up for something that that they see fit to to fight for. So, ladies and gentlemen, with me on the podcast today, I do have, man, like I said, such an honor to sit down and talk with this young leader. I do have a youth organizer for the Pacific Islander Community Association of Washington, uh, Mr. Kelson Teoyang. Uh, Kelson, thank you so much and, and welcome to the show. Thank you
1: for having me on. It's a blessing being here. Thank you. And we want to get to know you. So let's start there. Uh, Kelson, tell us more about you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, it's a blessing being here and being able to represent for our Micronesian community and our Pacific Islander community. Uh, yeah, my name is Kalsun Tommy Teoyang, uh, Chukies and Yappies. I'm 20 years old, currently a sophomore in college. Uh, I've lived in the state of Washington. Uh, The majority of my life uh, was born in Oregon, but moved here back in 2009. Um, And yeah, uh, I've been living here ever since. Uh, I'm the only one out of five siblings that was born here in the state. So I always get that thrown on my face being being like the whitewashed kid. (laughs) But regardless of just not even being able to touch touch the sand back home, uh, still doing all I can for people here.
0: Tell us more about how, it is, you know, growing up as a young Micronesian out there in the States, especially in a federal way.
1: Yeah. Uh, growing up as a Micronesian, I think uh, going, growing up in Oregon at first, uh, all the way to, from 2002 to 2009, I think in elementary school, the hardest part was identifying myself, uh, being one of the only color kids in my in the classroom. It was like, uh, like quite, I was questioning myself and my own identity. At the time, and then that move forward all the way from Oregon to Washington into a more diverse. I think uh, Federal Way is one of the most diverse cities in the nation. Uh, That was that was a complete like culture shock to me, like seeing kids that look exactly like me and stuff. And then I think just uh, throughout the years, I started identifying, identifying myself better and and more uh, with more like traditional values and stuff, like regardless of having like always having the family stuff, like functions and whatnot. Uh, you know, stepping into the world with the real world in Oregon, it was just, you know, kids that weren't like me and then federal way just hit. But um yeah, moving forward like into high school, that's when I met like more of the PI kids, more of the Polynesians. Uh, our Polynesian um community is huge here. There's a lot of them. Uh, same with the Micronesians, but in federal way it's mostly the the polys. And so um, growing up as a, as a, as a Micronesian here was more so, um, a blessing. I don't think like it's, there, it's like this anywhere else, uh, in the States, at least, uh, you feel more like I felt extremely welcomed here in federal way. I felt, um, comfortable in my own skin, uh, to an extent, uh, but it's still, it's still going, but, um, you know, just being a Micronesian in, in today's world, it's, it's very hard because you know not a lot of people know about us, and so when they ask me what I am, like we fall under an umbrella. Uh, we're not really identified as Micronesians to to like, let's say like like the the white man. Um, They'll label us as something else, just uh, AAPI if anything, and then just <laughs> feel like we're some kind of Asian, and then we have to you know go through that whole explaining of Melanesian, Micronesian, Polynesian, and then. Um, yeah, I think just growing up, it was a whole lot of explaining who I am. Like, it'd be like a 10-page essay of, oh, I'm this, I'm I'm Chukis, I'm Yappies. Like, it got to the point where in high school, I was just saying, oh, I'm Micronesian, you know, because uh, it just was getting a little bit too much to having to go in depth with it. But then outside of high school, once I graduated, um, I wasn't really in the community, like, uh, realm of, of work. And so I wasn't really identifying as much as I am now. And so it's just a whole learning process, as like being a Micronesian in the states, it's 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 a big learning process. Wow, I mean, that's like I said, it, it it takes a lot, and and I think it helps. It really
0: helps when um when you grow up, um with with uh with the Micronesian community or or, or Pacific Islanders as in general uh are around you in, in high school, I think it it helps to 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 help you kind of like find tune and and kind of appreciate who you really are as an Islander. Um, so I, th- I think it would have been different, right? If, if you, Would you say that if you were, let's say in the mid, you grew up somewhere in the middle of the U S where there's no Pacific Islanders at all, just you and your family would have been
1: different for you. Yeah, no, definitely. I think environment is a huge thing. Uh, like had it not been federal way, me growing up here, I don't think I would have been able to identify and, and be as comfortable in my own skin as I am now. Like it, like like you said, like if it was in like the middle of the U.S. in the middle of nowhere with no other islanders, it would be like a shame, you know. Like you like it would just be like um, it would be engraved into my mind like oh I'm I'm different. Like I I would be more quite like I'd question myself more than than I would ever anywhere else uh, if it was if it was in that that kind of environment. Um, I think it'd be more I'd be more fearing of of others. I would fear like be, like being out, you know, like if you're the only different one, it's like, um, it's that like sense of loneliness. I, I'd say. Then I know there are those Micronesian
0: kids in the living in the middle of the U.S. where there's literally no Islanders who are are like you said are, are questioning themselves, and when with social media now, with your speech out and what and where they can see that there's a lot of young Micronesians elsewhere in the states who are standing up and and, and really. Uh, owning to, to their true identity. I think when, when you guys are doing that, you're also influencing and, and, and inspiring them to, to stand up, even though they're the only brown kid in that neighborhood or in that community for them to like, hey, I'm brown, I'm Micronesian, and I'm, gonna, I'm proud because of these other young youth um, advocates all around the, the, the U.S. who are doing the same. So I think what you guys are doing are, is very inspiring.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Like, there are a lot of like Chucky's kids, especially that are like K- Kentucky, uh, like where a lot of my family is. Um, like, like you said, like that social media post, and just social media in general is a huge thing now. And I feel like, like, uh, like this new generation can like do our, we, we can all collectively do our best to use social media to our advantage in terms of making each other feel more comfortable and and just um, presenting ourselves in a way that we don't really see. like without social media, like, like, for example, like if we're in a place, like if I grew up in Kentucky, I wouldn't see myself doing what I'm doing now, you know, but then with social media there and seeing, um, like having the opportunity to see it through your phone and seeing what we can be, it's, it's something else. And it's a blessing to be able to use social media as like a platform for all of us, like across the States, even if we're alone, even if we're surrounded, um, I feel like it's just, it's, we use it as a sense of community. Same with all of our family, like Kentucky, like I said earlier, um, But yeah,
0: Carlton, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the organization you work for, such an amazing organization, uh, the Pacific Islander Community Association of Washington. We'll talk about that and what you guys are all about. All right, we're going to be back. We'll take a break. We'll be back. You're watching the One Micronesia podcast brought to you by Docomo Pacific. It is better together.
2: Need a new phone? Trade in now and get up to $500 off our best 5G devices. Trade in your older phone in any condition and step up to better savings and speeds only our 5G network can provide. Check out our website and catch up on the best mobile experience. Trade in now. Docomo Pacific, better together.
3: Building on the past, we at Docomo Pacific Business believe in helping businesses move forward and together, changing the way we get things done to make you and your company reach your highest potential. Trust in our commitment to bring you the best solutions for all your business goals. We are Docomo Pacific Business. Let's work better together.
0: Hafiday, Mogithin, and anonym. We're back here one Micronesia podcast. Ah, uh, what a great talk. To, what a, what an amazing and inspiring talk. We got to know to know uh Calson a little bit more and learn about you know how he fell in love or how it all started for him and how he grew up and and and, and how he found his way and and really uh owning up and to being Micronesian. I think that's something that's that's huge. It takes a lot for, for a kid to to actually just say, Hey. I'm Micronesian and I'm proud to be Micronesian. I think that's one of the, the key uh, things here. But he did. And and we're going to talk about the, th- the thing that he does for a living. And it's pretty crazy. 20-year-old, he could have been, you know, out doing college things and, and, and fun things. But no, he's concentrated on school and his work. And his work is a youth organizer for the Pacific Islander Community Association of Washington. So, Kelson, tell us more about this amazing orga- organization that you work for.
1: Well, this organization I work for, the, the Pacific Islander Community Association, um, yeah, everybody in the office, we're all of PI descent, all of us look alike, you know, it's really cool. But um, we have uh, our office, which we establish as our cultural home basically, and we also work in both um, Western Washington, Southwest Washington, and Eastern Washington. And I believe like this all just like banged out within a year or two. And we center community power and just focus on uh, furthering the wellness of our community, both physically, culturally and socially, too, as well. And we do have a lot of programs. Uh, the one that, I'm, that I, I, I am with is, is the Youth Council, uh, the Pacifica Wayfinders. I work with them. I work with our Youth Council. We work with those youth, those PI youth. We have a lot of Marshallese, uh, Polynesians, Melanesians. And we just center youth advocacy, youth leadership, empowering that leadership and teaching them how to use Pika as a platform to begin their advocacy and and just to fight for what they believe in. And with the Wayfinders, we also have our Sovereignty Farm. It's something cool that we have here in the States uh, um, just for us to get the opportunity in our youth council to like uh learn how how people did stuff back home so for me uh not being able to like touch the sand yet it's pretty cool like we we learn how to how to like flip the dirt and stuff and then we just get our hands dirty over there in the farm but right now we're taking a break because it's winter over here so we're just waiting for the spring harvest and then we also work with rcp we're funded with them we're committee pathways uh we work with a lot of we get referred youth into our program and we just uh work with them to uh you know, make individualized service plans and learn how we could help them as individuals. And unlike the other orgs or just like non-PI orgs, like we don't focus on the one-year aspect. We focus on the lifetime relationship with these youth and we focus on building their skill set and setting them up for the future and just long-term prosperity. And then like with that is also the systems advocacy. We teach our youth that and we also include like leadership development for like young adults, um, those that are college and up. And that's led by one of our workers, uh, Brandon Takadena. And then we also have an inspired arts program, I believe. And that's just uh, to gather all of like our community artists, all of our Pacific ones that are, are you know, at that aspect of things. For example, like you, like <laughs> with the podcast and stuff, things like that, uh, art, digital art, graphic design, uh, this building, uh, weaving, all those different things. And speaking of weaving, we have a program called Cultural Weavers which is based, uh, fo- it's focused on our elders and um, we treat our elders here as, as treasures basically. And, and like, you know, we treat them with respect. So we bring them into our office, we give back to them, uh, give them a good time, play bingo with them, <laughs> exercise, do little stretches. And then we also have a PFN program. We call it the Pacifica Food Networks. That's where I started, it was the, the food drives. We do it uh, twi- twice a month, I believe, three times sometimes. And it's just an opportunity for us to partner with churches, uh, Pacifica churches, uh, different uh, orgs, um, different communities here. And then we just, you know, hand all the food out. And then on top of that, we also offer rental assistance with our wellness navigators. And so basically it's a whole lot of intergenerational mingling and respecting the culture while we're at it and pushing past all those barriers that we've been, um, we've like pushed past and just uplifting our community while we all do this together.
0: And I got to ask the question, how did you get involved in the first place? Like, was there a group of friends? Was just, you just felt inspired to do so?
1: Uh, <laughs> the story of getting involved is kind of funny. Um, the thing is, it's, the reason why it's funny, it contradicts what I'm doing now, because the thing is, I didn't want to get involved. or I didn't plan, you know, it was COVID. Uh, I just graduated online. I walked, I was in a car when I did my graduation. And the funny part about getting involved was it was because of my dad. Um, he found a Facebook post with Pika, like Joseph say, our executive director, he saw his post on Facebook and was like, one, one night he was like, Kelson, get your friends together. We're going to go to this food drive. And, and I think we're going to pick up some boxes and, and drive it to all of our community. And then I was like, okay, sounds good. You know, like, like, that sounds easy. And then, so I got one of my friends, Koa, uh, he spent the night. We, we, we woke up the next morning, drove to, uh, Malou land, this, this Seattle that, that Pika was doing a food drive at. And we, me and Cole stayed in the car my parents got out because we just expected the boxes to go into our trunk. But then, you know, like we saw all these kids and like we're sorry at the time. So we just tried hiding in the car. And my mom comes out of nowhere and then starts like banging on the door. She's like, Alison, get out here. You're for you guys to go move the tent. And then we come move the tent and then we're like, okay, are those are the boxes we're going to take with us to the truck. And then we just find out like, oh no, you're here to stay for like the eight hours and hand this food out. And then that that's just where it began. Um, Fast forward, like, months, I like, get around this time last year, Joseph gives me a call and then was like, hey, hop on the Zoom call. We're going to talk about the our, our food distro. And then, so I get on the call and then, like, we just go through it, talk about it. They asked me for my input. I was the only kid in there in that call, surrounded by my, uh, like, the older people. And then they're like, oh, what, like, what do you want? Like, like, what would you like to see in the food drives? And I'm just sitting there like, can we get some spam? <laughs> 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 but... Uh, <laughs> And then he just called me into the office one day and then he was like, I'm going to hire you. And I was like, Oh no, like I wanted to do this for free. And then he just explained to me a lot of things and like about how, like, if you're going to do the work, like you might as well get paid at it. Like you need to at least provide food for yourself on a table and, and, and then it'll keep you going. Like it's, 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 I didn't really expect community to work to take lead to being burnt out or anything. And then like, yeah, that, that, that was the, the first step. That's how I got involved was just first, um, Going past my ego, getting out of bed, going to that food drive, and then bugging the the executive director of Pika to let me work under (laughs) him. It's
0: really amazing how you you went to one food drive and you got hooked. You wanted to to do more of that to 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 give back to to those who need it, especially our community. That's awesome, man. Uh, Carlson, we're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about that speech, man, because that was one hell of a speech, bro. Well written. Well spoken for. So we'll be back to talk about the speech that Kelson did in front of the, the mayor and the consul of Federal Way. We'll be back with that. You're watching the One Micronesia podcast. We brought to you by Dokumo Pacific. It is better together.
2: Need a new phone? Trade in now and get up to $500 off our best 5G devices. Trade in your older phone in any condition and step up to better savings and speeds only our 5G network can provide. Check out our website and catch up on the best mobile experience. Trade in now. Docomo Pacific, better together.
3: Building on the past, we at Docomo Pacific Business believe in helping businesses move forward and together, changing the way we get things done to make you and your company reach your highest potential. Trust in our commitment to bring you the best solutions for all your business goals. We are Docomo Pacific Business. Let's work better together.
0: Hafadeh, Mogisin, and Rananim. We're back here. One Micronesia Podcast. Man, this young fella here is has done a whole lot. Way more than me. In giving back to the Micronesian community, Calson, uh, you talked about, we got to know you a little bit. We talked about the organization that you work for, the wonderful Pacific Islander Community Association of Washington. But right now, we'll talk about that, that video that literally went viral with, I don't know, almost 1,000 likes. I believe the last time I checked, it was at 15,000 views. Let's talk about that speech, man. Uh... Let's talk about, you know, uh, the issue that led you to take the podium.
1: So uh, back a month or two ago, uh, our mayor and some of the other South King County mayors, um, it was on the news we we saw a couple months ago. And and all we knew was that they wanted to start a coalition against to fight crime here in our city, as well as the other cities around South King County, or the ones that are surrounding us and um, we didn't expect suspect much of it you know it's just the mayor like talking about fighting crime like nothing new but then a month later after that their coalition and their 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 idea was to stop a program that we were working with and a program that um i personally and, and alongside a lot of other people had like spent an entire year designing and so just them targeting us and targeting like what we stand for was more so a message of them saying that they don't believe in the restorative justice practices that we like heavily uplift and so that's when like we just decided as pika and, and our boss joseph and our other youth organizers um you know like we're not just gonna sit here and let them um throw shade at our what we believe in and, and just what we know works and just statistics alone even shows shows that restorative justice works and so the issue with them was um wasn't really the whole pausing thing it was it was that was a big thing that they wanted to pause the program that we we designed But it was more so them showing us their true colors and showing us that they did not stand for what helps community and what what uplifts our people, Um, you know, for years on years decades and just uh, it's always been a whole thing with systematic racism and then uh, with Pacifica people we don't really know how the system works. We don't know how to get a lawyer like we don't know all of these different things and so. that that diversion program presented us with more opportunity than any other thing that we've had prior to this. Usually it's just, okay, we have a bad kid where they're going to lock them up and the kid might not even speak English. So that's why like this whole diversion program thing is a big thing. It presents um, them with the opportunity to understand what they did wrong or what what was deemed wrong. And then they also have the opportunity to grow from there with people that will understand them and just be able to uh, work with them. And so that was the the biggest issue, and that's that's why we came out, spoke spoke on behalf of all of our youth. Um, the, the like two weeks prior, maybe even a month, it was my boss that spoke first. He spoke at that federal meeting. And so we went into that meeting with one goal in mind was which was just to uplift all the voices that have been heard, all the voices and all the lives that were lost already. I think it was six 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 lives that we've lost within three years to police brutality uh, for Pacifica. And so that was for them, it wasn't just for us, it wasn't just for uh, the organization, it was for everybody across the United States that are of Pacific de- descent, and so that was our mission it wasn't um it wasn't really an, an individual mission. it was a whole collective mission together. I think when people watch your speech, when I watched it, I don't even know
0: i've never you know I've never met or heard of calson Tiwiyang, you know out in the states, but when I saw that, I saw a a young micronesian young pacific islander who knows what he's talking about who who's hurt to see that um his the the, the mayor is, is doing something that that's definitely going to affect him and his peers so like i said the speech was just on points and people actually felt the your pain not 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 just your speech, but everybody else. I, so I went and I hadn't watched the other uh, speakers as well. Uh, come on and talk about, you know, uh, the issue in, in at hand. So, man, that, that's crazy to hear that, that, um, you know, and, and governments will do that, you know, at, at times where stuff's not working, they just start, you know, chopping off programs and stuff to save money, whatever, whatchamacallit, but to, to see them kind of, you know, come at that program that you, you you were just talking about is is kind of crazy to see i mean it's you said it was helping it was helping and and it helps a lot um of youth out there to kind of like not of course they did wrong but at least to know what they did wrong so that way they can you know move on and and and, and do better
1: it was uh, more so just calling them out on their their like true colors that they showed and How they don't really want to invest into community and into the youth like the ones that will be in leadership one day um just to call them out on their own like on all that stuff that uh you know people voted for them for like like they we all believed in one like that they were good but uh proved us wrong in fact like when we first walked in there uh one of the i think it's the council president she questioned our marshallese youth in the back uh me and nuki our, our youth leader we we were in the front of this like we're sitting right in front of the mayor so we couldn't see what was going on in the back but then afterwards, like, I guess uh, when the meeting first started, before it began, that our own city council president uh, went over there and asked our Marshallese youth, like, what are you doing here? Like, that it was very, like, it, it was just a messed up way to present themselves, especially as, as, a, as a council member and somebody that represents us. It was just a whole, whole lot of like hatefulness that we felt while being in that room. Like, from, from that beginning to the end, of them just cutting us off completely. We're supposed to give him five minutes um even before the meeting started i asked the our city clerk do i have five minutes I, I'm, I'm here for my org i'm here for uh i'm speaking on behalf of all these youth and they told me i have five minutes and then even before i spoke when we we're on uh, the pause because we have pauses at, at city council meetings i went up there and I asked them again like to, to clarify that i do have five minutes and then we go up there and then they cut me off after like three minutes in like 30 seconds and then they even said my name wrong but um uh, it's okay. It's, well, it's not okay, but like it's, we're not done.
0: <laughs> but it's, it's awesome to see that you guys stood up for something and you guys went at them and, and presented your, your, your concerns. It's awesome, man. All right. Uh, Carlson, we're going to take a break and we'll back. We'll come back. We're going to close out real quick messages, social media. You can throw out, uh, people work and people can follow your organization and stuff like that. So we'll be back with that. You're watching the One Micronesia podcast being brought to you by DoCoMo Pacific. It is better together.
2: Need a new phone? Trade in now and get up to $500 off our best 5G devices. Trade in your older phone in any condition and step up to better savings and speeds only our 5G network can provide. Check out our website and catch up on the best mobile experience. Trade in now. Docomo Pacific, better together.
3: Building on the past, we at Docomo Pacific Business believe in helping businesses move forward, and together, changing the way we get things done to make you and your company reach your highest potential. Trust in our commitment to bring you the best solutions for all your business goals. We are Docomo Pacific Business. Let's work better together.
0: Hafidé Mogithin and Rananim. we're back here. The last part of the podcast. We're still here with a youth organizer for the Pacific Islander Community Association of Washington, Mister Carlson Teoyang. Carlson, you know, before we go, like I said, your video has fifteen thousand views, almost to a thousand likes. There's a reason why the numbers are that huge because what you did, the issue that you 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 were confronting. And the way you delivered your message was beautiful and inspiring so for those watching the podcast right now who've loved the video loved your work what message would you have for them
1: message i would have is just uh believing in yourself um you know just just if you're going to speak speak with full confidence even if you don't know what you're saying uh just confidence brings a whole nother meaning to the message and and just shows more passion if anything uh, and to just, you know, we could do whatever we put our mind to, uh, you know, just, I don't think, uh, I even expected myself to be in front of a mayor and in, in the city council, especially as American Asian youth. So just, you know, mainly believing in yourself and that you have the ability to do whatever it is you want to do and stand up for whatever it is you believe in. Wow. Amazing. And then, uh, before we close out, um,
0: where can people go follow either you or or if you want people to go follow and, and
1: learn about the, the,
0: the, the organization you work for, where can people do that?
1: Uh, for me on Instagram, it's uh, at underscore O2CTT. And then for the organization on Instagram, it's PICA Washington, that's P-I-C-A, and then Washington. And then on Facebook, our page for PICA is, uh, the, it's at Pacific Islander Community Association of Washington. It's a long name, but we're on there too. Awesome. All right. Well, Carlson, what an amazing,
0: inspiring talk. Thank you so much. The time difference. Thank you for, you know, staying up this late just to, you know, jump on the, the cast here with me. Thank you so much before I go any last and final comments.
1: Yeah. Uh, just thank you for having me. Uh, this is really cool. You know, just going from watching you and my dad sending a, 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 your, your your podcast episode from like two weeks ago prior to when I spoke and then you reaching out, it just shows that even though we're literally seas away and oceans away, um, Community is connected all through one, and it's it's cool to see like that. We're be, we're able to connect. Uh, I'm here in Federal You're all the way in Guam. It's it's really cool. Like we're all one people, and regardless of location.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, callson thank you so much. Continue to do awesome, man. Like I I I know there's you're going to do more and amazing things uh, down the road. So uh, continue to do that and continue to serve. Uh, your community. So, like I said, very inspiring and it was such an honor to, to sit down and, and, and chat with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, that pretty much wraps up another episode. Kallis and ladies and gentlemen, youth organizer for the Pacific Islander Community Association of Washington. Uh, we will see you guys on the next one. My name is Victorious and all I got to say is peace. The One Micronesia Podcast is brought to you by Docomo Pacific. Better
2: together.